Former President Donald Trump ramping up his inflammatory rhetoric. The threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. Denigrating his political opponents on the left as, quote, vermin during a Veterans Day speech in New Hampshire. We will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. The White House condemning Trump's remarks, likening them to language used by authoritarian leaders. Quote, using terms like that about dissent would be unrecognizable to our founders, but horrifyingly recognizable to American veterans who put on their country's uniform in the 1940s. White House spokesperson Andrew Bates said in a statement, as the former president commands the GOP primary with his combative rhetoric, his allies are already planning an agenda for a potential second term. The proposals include leveraging the Department of Justice to go after his political rivals. If they do this, they've already done it, but if they want to follow through on this, uh, yeah, it could certainly happen in reverse. The 2025 agenda would also expand the hardline immigration policies Trump pursued during his first term in office. We will begin the largest domestic deportation operation in American history. With the mass detention and deportation of undocumented immigrants. I will shut down this travesty, terminate all work permits for legal aliens, and demand that Congress send me a bill outlawing all welfare payments to illegal migrants of any kind. It's part of an escalation in anti-immigrant language by the former president. It's poisoning the blood of our country. Uh, it's so bad, and people are coming in with disease. People are coming in with, with every possible thing that you can have. Trump's darkening political rhetoric appears to resonate with Republicans, as South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, who campaigned on a more optimistic message, ended his presidential bid Sunday. I think the voters, uh, who are the most remarkable people on the planet, have been really clear that they're telling me, uh, not now, Tim. And Jake, the Trump 2025 potential agenda that we've laid out here really is just the tip of the iceberg. We have heard from sources who say that Trump allies are building a database of loyalists, people who would want to serve Donald Trump and follow through with these policies on day one, as well as allies working with attorneys who are crafting executive orders that the former president could sign on day one to put out those policies. All right, Kristen Holmes, thanks so much. I want to bring in Democratic strategist uh, Nayara Huck and CNN political commentator uh, Jonah Goldberg. Uh, Jonah, um, let me start with you, and let me start with this word vermin, uh, which is quite uh, evocative. Um, here's how RNC chair uh, Ronna McDaniel responded uh, Trump to Trump's remarks when asked about it. I'm not going to talk about candidates that are in a contested primary. That's You can talk Will to you him about that? what he's saying. You can talk to him about what he's saying. Former uh, Congresswoman Liz Cheney slammed McDaniel on Twitter for not commenting, saying she, quote, refuses to condemn the GOP's leading candidate for using the same Nazi propaganda that mobilized 1930s, 40s Germany to evil. It's fair to assume she's collaborating. Um, what is the RNC chair's uh, responsibility here when Trump uses, I mean, I don't think it's hyperbolic to say that. I mean, that is Mussolini, Hitler-like language. Yeah, I mean, well, the first thing she could do is, is release the text of the speech in the original German, which would be helpful. <laughs> um, look, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel about the piling on of uh, McDaniel the way I felt about Vivek Ramaswamy attacking her in a debate. She's a symptom of a much larger problem. The party is not a thing. It's, a, it's this paper tiger. She is appointed by Trump. She's a creature of Trump. 
Um, in a in a perfect world, or in a perfect world, in a better world, both parties would have a much more robust ability to screen candidates to say, look, there are some things that are beyond the pale that you can't run under our label. But those days are behind us. Yeah, and now you're a, uh, your guy, Joe Biden, could lose to this guy. Isn't that horrifying, right? That the idea that somebody who has stood up for American values and talks about democracy on the world stage somehow in the caricatures that have gone online and that have been part of the public discourse, um, he, he's not. He's neck and neck with that. Um, I will say, though, that Biden does have an opportunity here, uh, given the war between Israel and Hamas and given the challenges of China, that national security and the U.S. standing on the world stage is something that is becoming top of mind for Americans in a way that we have not seen for many years. So in that context, talking about how the U.S. plays on the world stage, what does it mean to be American on the world stage? That certainly is an argument that favors uh, Biden, not Trump. And, and there's no secret here, Jonah, about Trump's potential second-term plans. I mean, he will, there won't be a, a John Kelly or a Bill Barr, you know, there won't be guardrails. I mean, people, people were very, very critical of John Kelly and Bill Barr, but at the end of the day, they had some idea of what guardrails should exist. And, uh, you know, like a Doug McGregor, uh, who was a Pentagon official in the Trump administration, was, was criticized for anti-Semitic tropes. He's out there on X today saying that Israel support is only because of money, the same stuff that Ilhan Omar got criticized for, but nobody on the right is going to criticize Doug McGregor for it. You know, he could be like a secretary of defense in the Trump administration because he's so loyal. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, this is one of the areas where I think Ron DeSantis is actually right. He just hasn't pressed the case very much, which is that it's not the same Donald Trump anymore. He has now become, as, as weird as it is to say, far more of a caricature of Donald Trump than he was in 2016. Um, and he has surrounded himself. I mean, it's, it's important to point out that like, one of the bulwarks against a lot of this stuff will be Federalist Society, Trump-appointed judges who want no part of it, which is why now the lawyers around Trump all want to reject Federalist Society people. They think they're too lame, too tired. It is a completely, it is an insurgent movement within the right that is not conservative. I mean, uh, uh, Bannon said in an interview over the weekend that uh, he says, look, Trump is a moderate in our movement. We got guys in magazine First Thing calling for how America needs a new Pinochet. It's, it's a hot mess on the right. And oh. meanwhile, the Democrats are shooting their own. You have, you have Dean Phillips uh, running against Joe Biden. You have people like uh, Congresswoman Tlaib uh, talking about how people shouldn't vote for Joe Biden because she doesn't like uh, his support for Israel. Um, there isn't the robust support for the Democratic Party from the Democratic Party. Oh, well, they, this happens every time you have an incumbent president. You have people who are looking for their own opportunities to advance themselves within the party's agenda, right? The idea that um, comments right now are going to permanently ding Biden when it comes to election day, when it becomes the one-on-one -on -one binary choice, I think those are a bit overblown, though there are some concerns um, about Biden and his ability to turn out voters in key districts and what the map looks like. Right now, you really have the Republican Party in disarray and on display of how they're all competing for second place and spending all this money and energy for second place to somebody who is telling us very clearly he has no interest in upholding any of the norms of democracy or ever being accountable to the people, to the public. So that is the piece that you will not see any yeah, of the Democrats I, I, argue that they will, they will at the end of the day support the Constitution of the United States. I, I agree. The right is a hot mess, that Donald Trump would be a disaster as another or another term in office. At the same time, to my point about weak parties, the GOP isn't the only weak party in the field. 
Joe Biden, according to most Democrats and most Americans, is too old for the job and not up for the job. Um, most but Americans only, like, don't want three years older than Donald Trump. Right? Yeah, but, Let's but that's clear. not the point. Yeah, but it has to do with the mental acuity and it also it's, has to do with the fact that the perception of the voters is what it is. Yeah. And look, most Americans don't want either of these guys to run. And if we lived in a country with strong parties, neither would be the nominee. But instead, we have a, a Democratic Party that is too weak to find out an alternative and a Republican Party that is too weak to stand up to Donald Trump. And it's a hot mess.